and fellow adventurers, welcome to the Mithril Dragon Wagon, in which the Minmaxed podcast plays The Return of the Rune Lords, converted to second edition. And now a recap of Session 7. After dealing with a zombie, we bury the bodies that were under the tree where the zombie popped out. We eventually find the stone house in the woods and start shouting things at three guards. Combat is inevitable and one of them gets totally wrecked before the other two surrender. Apparently their names are Percy and Jeff. Atamu then kicks in the door to the stone house and immediately gets blasted in the face with some pepper spray. A witchy lady calls for Percy and Jeff to fight. The cowardly fools follow her orders. Atamu goes toe-to-toe with the witch and does well. Odd and Sprinkles finish off the lackeys. A short time later, the witch tries to surrender, but she cast mind control stuff at Adamu, so there's no chance she survives. We spend an hour healing and looting. Adamu finds a secret door. We go through it and find a dark staircase down. We decide to take a look. Do you have dark vision? Yes, I do. Adamu's fine. Does anybody not have dark vision or low light vision? Me. Two. Okay. Yeah, Sprinkles is human. As we explore, then I'll cast Dancing Lights, and I'll sustain that as we go. I'll just cast light. I'm going to set a light my hooded lantern. You have a hooded lantern, or you're taking this one? I have a hooded lantern, actually. Nice. There's, there's one literally at the top of the stairs also. Oh. Yeah, and there's one right here, too. I take the one at the top of the stairs. You do? Okay. Fine. Well, good. We now have light, dancing lights, and two hooded lanterns lit. <laughs> it is <laughs> so fucking bright. <laughs> I keep forgetting, too, I have this ridiculous hat on. <laughs> That's what you do. I feel like he keeps having to blow the big fucking feather out of his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So the party descends deep into the darkness. Adamo leading, and everybody's lights guiding them down. You go down maybe 20 feet, 40 feet, 60 feet. You're still going down, and you see a light coming from the bottom of the staircase, which leads into a small room. Adamo sees that first. So you all exit into a small 15-foot by 15-foot room. In this room, on the floor is another lantern that's illuminating a hallway that goes further down back into a room with some columns. You can't see much detail beyond that. But in this small room, there's also a door that looks as though it's been hastily boarded up. Well, I'd say we check out the rest of the floor before we go through the hastily boarded up door, but... Fair enough. There's probably shit in there that's supposed to be in there and not out here. Sprinkles and Coral might feel differently. I don't have a crowbar. You take a minus two on force open, I think, without it. I'm just going to follow the group, do whatever they want to do. Yeah, so let's head south, see what's in the rest of this place. Heading south. So Adamu strides forward into a 30-foot-long colonnade that has seen better days, but is in surprisingly good condition. A few cracks mar the marble floors and walls, yet the six smooth columns that hold the ceiling up are in immaculate condition. This whole thing is underneath that stone house? Yes. This is pretty elaborate. Adamu, you hear a faint sound in the distance beyond the room with colonnades. To the right, it looks like there's a a wide stairwell that leads down. 
but you see light pouring in from that extra room and the low voices of men relaxing. I guess I'll stop, go back to Turux and just be like, there's people ahead. Do you want to try to talk to them first? Well, I mean, I I wouldn't mind it, but frankly, I mean, if it's anything like the company that we've been experiencing so far, I think we just go in and kill them. I do have my short swords out. I just want to say that quick. A a dungeon-like place, my swords are out. That's fine with me. Just thought maybe we could tell them we killed everybody and they'd run away. Well, I think, fuck these gentlemen, and we shall kill them. And I'll put out my lantern. Yeah, I had to put my lantern away to have my swords out. I don't know why I had a lantern out to begin with. Now we'll move south to kind of the middle of this room. Can he see anybody, any bad guys? Yeah, you certainly can. You see four men gathered around the base of a staircase that's going further down. There's a couple more columns in here, but they're sitting around gambling, playing a game of dice of some kind. But since you've gotten kind of into the field of vision here, or you crossed over their field of vision to get in between the two columns, give me a stealth check. If you guys want to be silent, I just should not move. Cause... <laughs> oh, no. I'm not trying to be... I mean, I'm oh, not trying shit. to be silent. I have no silent. Now, Adamo, as you walk into view, one of the men sees him. Hey! Intruders! And they all stand up and move to draw their swords. Everybody give me initiative. From back in the small room where the base of the stairs where you entered in, Sprinkles, you're at the top of the round here. You hear one of the road keepers deeper in. You go first. I delay my first action. Oh, I want to see what the, I want to see what happens so far. Like I'm not gonna run into a room with just me and Adamu. I'm gonna wait and see what's happening. Then one of the road keepers takes a step up, actually pulls out a sling and slings a bullet at Adamu with a 13 to hit. Uh, no. Alright, that's his turn. It's gonna lead us over to another roadkeeper. This one draws his short sword and moves up to intercept Adamu. Takes a swing with his third action and gets a 14 to hit. You choose to come to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's gonna take us over to Turox. It's your turn. Alright, so I'm going to use my threatening approach so I stride to be adjacent to him and just kind of appear from the shadows just this big fucking snake and I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just that's not that's a cat but I'm just, I'm just hiss at him <laughs> 12 to beat his will DC unfortunately that will not do it alright fuck this guy I'm gonna stab him then ooh 26 to hit a 26 hits 7 damage Turox gets a good thrust in. Then after Turox, Coral, it's your turn. I'm actually going to take my turn before Coral. I'm sorry. Never mind, Coral. Okay. Sprinkle's first action. He'll move 25 feet into the room right in front of uh, Roadkeeper number one and uh, take two swings with the short swords in his hands. Uh, roll two for the first one, miss with a t- uh, 10 total, and then on uh, my s- second attack for my third action... I rolled that 20. That's critical hit. Uh, that'll be 10 damage, and that's my turn. All right, Sprinkles comes in, follows up Turox's stab with a slice, 
And this first roadkeeper that dove into melee combat with Adamu is finding himself getting surrounded real fast. Coral, now it's your turn. I'll cast Electric Arc on that guy and have it bounce back to number three. So that would be the one with the sling and the one with the walked up and got wrecked. The one that walked up rolled a 19 and then died, got a 28, which looks like a critical success. The other guy rolled an 18, which is a success. I'll deal him two damage. He takes two damage. Gonna take us over to one of the other road keepers. This one, with his first action, also draws his short sword. And with his second action, strides into melee with Turox and slices at Turox. And rolls a nat one. <laughs> Get him out of here. That didn't go very well. Well, Adamu, it's your turn. All right, I will stride into flanking with Roadkeeper 1 here. With my first action, second action, I will rage. And then third action, guess what? I'm going to attack him. We will get a 17. 17 hits. I assume he has no casting slots. No, no slots for casting. He will take 11 damage. 11 points of damage when he is not looking good, but he's still standing. And that's my turn. Odd Akaton. It's your turn. Well, I hear some violence happening, so I'm going to walk up. I guess I'll stand here, kind of uh, next to Coral. And uh, I'm going to follow Coral's lead, and I'm going to electric arc those two guys. It was like the perfect choice to make. Reflex saves... They didn't do quite as good this time around. Looks like they have a 7, or sorry, a 16 and a 13. Those would both be failures. So they shall both take 8 damage. Max deeps on that one. Good roll. And the first one dies. Well, they both get zapped. And yeah, he does. He cook his goose. And he falls down into a heap of smoke. Done. Then after odd going to be the last road keeper the one in the back here what this guy in the back does is he'll actually grab his sword he's going to spend two actions at three all three actions moving his sword and then striding into flanking position with adamu so he's flanking adamu with his friend who is attacking turox with a short sword and that's all three of his actions and that's gonna take us up to the top of round two where we have the road keeper who had the sling He reloads it with his first action. He shoots at Sprinkles. It's going to be through some of his buddies, so you're going to get cover on this. Sprinkles does a 28 hit. Yep. That's not a critical hit. Nice. No. Does that plus one save you from a critical hit or no? It does. So him (laughs) shooting through cover saved you from a critical hit. Oh, wow. Well, Sprinkles, you are going to take six points of bludgeoning damage, and he's going to reload the sling again, which takes us over to Turox. It's your turn. I'm going to try to tumble through Roadkeeper 2's square. Bannock's check. Fuck. Ten. So I don't move. You do not. You fail. Then I'm going to attempt to demoralize Roadkeeper 4 then. Actually, fuck, I'll just do it to Roadkeeper 2, because I haven't gone after him yet. I'm going to attempt to demoralize him and hiss at him. Oh, no! Benzie, you're just rolling like garbage tonight. I know, 12. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> 12 fails on the demoralize. I know. 
Alright, well then I'm gonna stab at him out of pure frustration at this point, I think. I mean, let's be honest, you would have stabbed him anyways. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <God> <laughs> damn it! <laughs> a nine. A nine is a miss. Fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna take us over to Sprinkles. It's your turn. Uh, Sprinkles will step over to Roadkeeper number four that uh, got past him and Adamu. And uh, second action, he will just take a swing. Short sword. I get a 26 to hit. 26 hits. Uh, Seven damage. And third action, I will take another swing. And only get a 10 to hit. 10 will miss. All right, that's going to take us over to Coral. It's your turn. I will cast Daze into my fist and walk up to slide cast into number two here and attack him. Hit him. 26 hits. Six damage. And then we'll see what happens to Daze. Okay, so will save, right? That's a 10 on the will save, which looks like a failure. He fails. He takes damage. Daze damage. Flat three. All right, Coral sliding in with nine damage overall as it punches this roadkeeper. Takes us over to that roadkeeper who just got punched. Even though Coral is a new and immediate threat, he set up something with his buddy in flanking Adamu, and he's going to take advantage of that. So he's going to attack with a short sword and gets a 27 versus Adamu's flat-footed DC, or AC. That is the critical hit. Then Adamu is going to take 16 points of slashing damage. Jeez. That hurts. Bolstered with newfound confidence, he's going to take a second swing at Adamu and gets a 21 to hit. That hits. And will deal Adamu 8 points of damage. And absolutely drunk with power, he swings for a third time and gets a 6 to hit. That was pretty successful on his part. And he looks very smugly happy about it. Adamu, it's your turn. Adamu moves a little to the west to get into flanking with Turux, thinking, you know, maybe maybe Turux can hit something with <laughs> flanking. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll attack him. Net 20 to uh, repay this guy. Might not, might not need to worry about Turux hitting him. Uh, does 19 damage. And just kind of snarls at him. That's how you hit somebody. (laughs) And he falls limp to the floor and dead. And since I got nothing better to do, we're going to take a swing at Keeper 3 next to me. Good night, so. That'll miss. That's my turn. Well, that's going to take us over to Odd. It's your turn. Good as a lot has happened since uh, this round. It's been a very mobile. It's been, yeah, a lot of a lot of movement. So um, combat, yeah. I'd like to get a shot at Roadkeeper Four here, but I don't want to have to get closer to him. I want to move to like here, this little spot there, and I'm going to hit Roadkeeper Four with a um, with a produced flame. Okay, uh, this is the one you moved up next to Adamo, and this is the one next to Sprinkles that you're attacking. Correct. Yep. So I move up next to Adamo, just to the east of Adamo. Past Roadkeeper Dead 2, well, and 1. And we'll launch Produce Flame back to where the guy is that's fighting Sprinkles. And we will get a mm, 14 to hit and miss. And that'll be it. That's my turn. Well, that's going to take us down over to what is now the lone Roadkeeper in the Colonnade Room. 
He's completely cut off from his fellow with the sling. But he's going to swing or stab at Sprinkles and get a 28. Jeez. And he hits. That's a, getting some lucky rolls from these guys here. Oh, except for that one. Minimum damage, six. Piercing damage with the short sword. And he's actually going to use his second action. The pillar makes it really awkward here. He's going to have to try to tumble through sprinkles to get through that square. So he's going to do just that. Wait, it's acrobatics, isn't it? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Doesn't have a single rank in acrobatics. Useless piece of shit. Okay. Does an 18 beat your reflex DC? Nope. You got a 9 in reflex? I have a 10 in reflex. 10? Holy Damn. That's really good at this level. Kind of wanted him to make that, though. Well, he's going to fail, and he feels very trapped here in between the two pillars on either side, a wall behind him, and Sprinkles in front, and he can't get past, so he's going to frantically stab at Sprinkles and hopefully get another hit on him. The 15 won't do it, though, which takes us back up to the top of the order. Our sling friend is going to drop the sling with a free action, draw a short sword with his first action, and then stab at Adamu with his second Get an 18 to hit. That sh- actually hits. Wait, why wouldn't it? R- raging. Oh, I see. Lowers my AC by one, which is an 18. Then on that hit, we'll deal Adamu six points of piercing damage. Man, I'm not doing good on those rolls. And then with the third action, take another stab at ya. Seven won't hit it. You have very little self-preservation. In this instance, yes. Well, and the other one upstairs, too. They almost surrendered, then they got, you know, routed back into action. And they tried to surrender again, but it was just too late. Anyways, two ducks. It's your turn. There's still corpses there, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, alright. Then I will go ahead and use my threatened approach on Roadkeeper 4. Go a little further. Oh, fucking 14 to beat his fucking will, DC. Well, you know it. I know it. That's Uh. not gonna do it. But I'm actually... Sorry, I want to go right there. Thank you. All right, then I'm going to attack him. Man, I was really rooting there for you. <laughs> it looked like a 16. It really did for a second. But nope, here we a are. A 10. A 10. That's, that's ten. five rolls and there's nothing over Oh, ten. my God. Oh, that's just absolute garbage, buddy. I'm so I sorry. Like I have to re-log back into Fantasy Grounds right now. Change the dice color. That's I hear that's the trick. That's fair. Change your die color. Oh, I never said die color for him. Then after Turex moves up to the roadkeeper that Sprinkles has cornered and takes a stab at him, but misses. Sprinkles, it is your turn. Sorry, I'm looking to see what dice colors are he's taking. So there's purple, there's green, there's blue. Turex, what, what are you? I'm going to be hot pink. You're hot pink? I was going to be hot pink, goddammit. hot pink. Sprinkles oh. gets hot pink. Come on now. Fuck. <laughs> Obviously, I you need pink. a different dice color. <laughs> I went hot pink. I'm not going away from hot pink. <laughs> Thought you wore a red coat. Why don't you wear? Why don't you do red? I was red, and it's not working right now. Uh, sprinkles. First action will step into flanking with Turux. Uh, second action, he will hunt prey. The roadkeeper in front of him. Third action, he will twin take down. Take two strikes. Gets a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Uh, 9 damage. And then for the second attack, 
Uh, 15 to hit. Looks like I would miss. 15 would miss. Sprinkles comes up and cuts this guy a little bit. Coral, it's your turn. Days, tech, miss, done. Well, Coral gets 17 on the attack and misses, which will take us over to Adamu. It's your turn. Adamu moves into flanking and will attack. Get a 20 to hit. 20 will hit. We will deal him 9 damage. Okay. So to battle medicine, I'd have to release a hand. I don't need both hands, right, to battle medicine? No, just one. Yeah, I'll free action to release one hand and then battle medicine myself. All right. I'll just have to remember to put the hand hand back on before attacking. But I only get a 12 and fail. Ooh. That's my turn. Odd. It's your turn. Well, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let's just go, whoops, go squeeze around by. Uh, I get behind Adamu, and I will also try to battle medicine Adamu. Adamu's not looking the greatest right now. And I do get a critical success. That's only a regular success. I get a regular success, damn. Nonetheless, you heal seven. Nice. And with my third action, what the hell can I do? Cast shield. I can cast shield. I can do your focus spell. I could do guidance. I could do my focus spell. Do I have a clear line of sight to this guy through Adamu's legs? Are you talking about without lesser cover? Yeah. Nah. Oh, I mean, is it an attack roll? It is an attack roll. All right. I'll give it a shot anyway. Why not? Okay. Sounds like a fun thing to do. Elemental toss. Ooh, focus spell, too. That's a match line. Look at that. Well, good thing you did it. That's a critical hit. And I'm going to use my blood magic, and I'm going to add an extra one fire damage to this. Nice. Oh, shit rolls. Four fire damage. Yeah, yeah. Three on 2d8. That's rough, bud. But four fire damage is four fire damage. Any persistent on this or no? No, not on this one. And after singeing him a little bit, that's going to take us over to the roadkeeper that's currently being flanked by both Turoks and Sprinkles. He's going to use his first action to five-foot step out of that flank and then use his second action to attempt to stab Turux and gets a 15. What did I do? Huh? You came in to try to attack him. I didn't do anything. I missed. (laughs) Uh, 15 will not hit, though. Takes him weak. (laughs) (laughs) Handle this this overgrown gardener's sake. Right. With his third action at this point, he's going to stride back to his friend in order to attempt to support. And that's going to take us to the top of the order, round four. That other roadkeeper is up. He's going to use his first action to attempt to trip Adamu. Adamu does a 11 trip you. No. Now on the failure on the trip, there's no losing balance or failing on the check no, or anything just a, major. Just a miss. Yep, just a miss. Well, after failing the trip, he's going to go ahead and try to make an attack roll and miss with a 13. That does miss. With his third action, he's going to stride to the staircase and start running down the stairs. The stairs go down? Yes, they do. Deeper. I follow him. No escape? No escape. <laughs> nice. Great choice. As he's running down the stairs, <laughs> trying to get away from the intruders, looks behind him. Oh no, he's right on your tail. 
Turlux, it's your turn. We'll just stride up to Roadkeeper 4, then go to attack him twice. First attack, 19. That'll hit! Thank God. Wait, you went all fucking white? Yeah, I switched up because pink fucked me up. So now I have no idea. Now I'd never get my hopes up, you know? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's the Spencer that's strategy. Just, that's what I do on job, yeah. I just switched away from that. I had such a light blue with the white dice, I could not actually read what my hopes were rolling. <laughs> Uh, so six damage to Roadkeeper four. All right, it'll take it. And then second attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for you. Working for twenty. A net twenty critical hit, bud. Boom. Fourteen damage. Oh man, that deadly D eight. Fourteen will put him down. Thank God. I've been so useless this entire game. <laughs> <laughs> well. Then after uh, Turux goes and redeems himself by slaying one of the road keepers, he's going to take us over to Sprinkles. It's your turn. Sprinkles kind of got left behind, so his first action he's going to start moving towards the rest of the group. See, Turux just killed his prey. Does he see Adamu and the other guy, or are they, like, down a ways? Are they gone? They're down a little ways, not a lot. So hold on, let me let me double check. Is it dark down the staircase? Yes. Yes, it is. He is most certainly just a human. Oh, man. This has turned into a horror movie for this guy real fucking fast. (laughs) (laughs) He's completely in the dark. Thinks he can run into the darkness and disappear. He's got Mike Myers chasing after him. (laughs) Dark vision in a guy's arm. From where he's at, he's only about 15 feet down, so right now he's still in the dim light that's coming from the lantern that's on the floor here. But you wouldn't be able to see him from there. You would have to get a little bit closer. Like, in line of sight of the opening of the stairwell going down. I don't have dark vision, so I don't really want to go down there. I don't have my lantern either. I'll see how Coral's doing. Hey, Coral, you hurt? You okay? (laughs) I was blind earlier. I know, I felt bad. You couldn't see my beautiful hair. <laughs> hair float. <laughs> That's my turn. I, I'm going to use two actions to flirt with Coral. I love it. <laughs> Coral, it's your turn. I'll use three actions to reciprocate. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah? Wow. Wow. But I'm not role-playing it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We just burn actions for it. We don't, we don't roll for that. The proper way to do it. Don't we? <laughs> well, then that's going to take us over to Adamu. It's your turn. Uh, yeah, I'm right behind him. I'm going to attack him. That's only a 13. That is going to miss. Doing again, I guess. It's a 10. Really got no reason to go past him. Right now, I don't have much choice. Nope. No good rolls there. Three three misses. He's shrieking in panic as he ducks and dips and dodges. Then that's going to take us up to Odd. It's your turn. Um, can I... If I move 20 feet toward where Adamu is chasing after this guy, can I get him within 30 feet of him within line of sight? Yeah, you would easily... In fact, you're actually right where you're at right now. You're within 30 feet and have line of sight. Oh, well, then I'm not even going to bother moving. I fire a thing. I fire Tanglefoot spell. 
Ah. I get a 23 to hit. 23 hits. Just a regular success, not a critical. I think this is the first time that the pod has ever cast Tanglefoot. Yeah, might be. So Tanglefoot is it's fun. It's a cantrip, arcane and primal, 30-foot range, two action casts, just like everything, one creature. On a success, if I hit him, the target takes a 10-foot circumstance penalty to its speeds, speeds, plural, for one round. It can attempt to escape against your spell DC to remove the penalty. And if I would have crit him, then he's immobilized. Well, a minus 10 foot to its uh, speeds for one round is still pretty hefty. Third action? And even Dancing Lights is two actions. I twiddle my thumbs. Guidance has a range of... I'm not casting anything on Adamu. Oh, good point. I totally forgot about that. I mean, I could use a plus one... Am I flirting? <laughs> got, I got you. I got you, bro. I cast guidance on uh, on sprinkles. You gonna be my wingman? <laughs> Your wings, man. <laughs> oh damn! Very good. Very good. Take a fucking hero point. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> never, never again. Well, that's going to take us over to the roadkeeper who is currently fleeing with a minus 10 foot penalty to his movement speed. He's going to use his first action and only gets to stride 15 feet. So fleeing downstairs in darkness, does he have a reduced speed from that too? It's difficult terrain for him because he's blind, essentially. The first 15 feet here, he's still in dim light, though. I follow him. Okay, uh, well, he was going to use his second action to attempt to escape because he realized he was going slower, but when he looks behind you and sees that you're still literally right behind him, he uses his second action to flee 15 feet further down the stairs. Yeah, but now it's difficult terrain, and he has minus 10 foot speed. Yeah, it's basically 5 feet, I think. That's all he can manage. How long does that tangle foot last? Only around. Oh, okay. Well, Turox... Everyone's kind of settled into their what they're doing while Adamu chases down this roadkeeper. We're all just fucking hanging out of the top of the stairs and, and getting further away down the staircase. We're just here. Ah! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> all the while, every time he looks behind him, he thinks he's put a little distance between him and Adamu. No, he hasn't. He's right on his ass the whole time. Man. There is... No escape. (laughs) It didn't even occur to me to have him pick up a lantern, but he didn't have the actions for that. He just wanted to swing and run away. When you're fleeing, you don't think about that kind of stuff. No, absolutely. How far away from uh, Turex is uh, Roadkeeper 3? From where he's at right now... Well, the problem is, is he's in pitch blackness. Yeah, he's more than 30 feet, right? He's more than 30 feet, yeah. All right, cool. I am going to light up my lantern for my first action and then walk up to the statue and take a look at it. Oh, wow. I've never seen something quite like this. What is this? We're going to get to that a little bit later. That's fine. Yeah. So while Turox is examining the statue, Sprinkles and Coral continue to flirt with each other on the stairwell here. Adamu, why don't you go ahead and play some more murder horror movie with this uh, fleeing roadkeeper? <laughs> Yeah, so first action, stride up to him. Second attack, action, attack. 20 to hit. That hits. 
We will deal him 10 damage. 10 points of damage, and you cut him along the back, and he... We'll try again. 18 to hit misses. Or is he flat-footed from blinded? He's flat-footed from being blinded, so that is a hit. Jesus. A 10 on the die for 16 damage. (laughs) That's going to take him out. I feel like this scene is just so... It's so fun how we got here. How do you how do you how do you finish the job, Adamo? Yeah, I don't want to make the too cliche uh, being born into the darkness, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So this guy is just like running and gets tangled. Foot like you can, I can see him like just like tripping basically over himself. And he gets into the darkness and he slows down, but Adamo just keeps going at him. And then uh, yeah, he, I think it's a slashing weapon. So yeah, I mean he he hits him once. And then uh, gets another good straight just slash across the neck to put him down. And like a ragdoll, he falls and tumbles down the stairs. We hear the loudest scream yet, and then suddenly, nothing. (laughs) A couple seconds later, you guys see Adamu just come walking back up the steps. (laughs) Well, that's about how I expect that go. It got too dark for him. Fantastic. That went very, very well. Did it go very, very well, though? Did it? I felt did like it, it really went well. For that was a lot of fun. Except for Turok, it, it yeah. went for really, really poorly roll. for Turok. Hey, you got a crit. You got a crit. That's true. That's true. That's that's true. true. I'm only doing white dice from here on out, though. <laughs> like the, the white numbers, all white dice. Yeah, just wow, to make it that's... so much worse. The roadkeepers have their standard loot. They each have a short sword and their leathers, slinging some bullets. Nothing fancy. You want to bother weighing yourself down with that or not? No. We can put it all in a corner and we'll take it up to the wagons when we leave this place. Here we go. Adama will sit down and start treating wounds on himself. Yeah. I'll grab Sprinkles. Oh. I was going to say Sprinkles will treat wounds on himself, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do it yourself. Your bonus is what, plus six? Plus six, yeah. All right. Yeah, mine's plus five. I'll do it to myself. It's fine. Uh, I will also take a full hour then. I'll get my focus point back. Yeah, I'll do that, too. I healed 12, which is exactly my wounds, so I'm cool with that. Can you heal me in the meantime? Do you want me to give you a shot again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll give Turex a shot again. Why why can Turex not heal himself? There we go. There's a critical success for Turex. You just need medicine and and a healer's kit. I have neither of those. Fucking noob. (laughs) You get 23. Yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> I was down yeah, six. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you gonna spend an hour here? Yeah. We heal up, chill, check for loot, flirt. <laughs> you don't see anything aside from what the roadkeepers themselves are carrying. There is a small pile or a few small piles of copper coins that it looks like they might have been using to gamble with while they were playing. There's about 78 copper coins here and all. There's also another lantern. Nothing beyond that. Turux, it's difficult to not have this statue just looming over the whole party while you're healing. This statue is carved from red stone, and it depicts a woman with wild hair, and her face set in a sneer, holding a clenched fist out in front of her. So I know they're probably not related at all, but I will, like, glance over at Coral, look at the statue, glance at Coral, look at the statue. Give me a society check. 
Eight. You suck at this. <laughs> Can I do Arcana instead? Absolutely not. No. All right, never mind then. <laughs> Coral could make a check. Coral, don't you have the right thing that you need to make? Yeah, what do you need? I got all the knowledges. Because you took Runescard, right? Mm-hmm. I need you to give me a Lord Thassalon check. All right, I get a 20. With a 20, you recognize this statue as a depiction of a las nest, the rune lord of wrath. I thought we were doing rune lord pride stuff with the barricade. We got all kinds of rune lords. Are all of them returning? <laughs> rune lords everywhere. Can't kick over a log without overturning a rune lord. Do you tell us that, Coral? Do you tell us who it is and everything? Yeah, I'll hook you up with some information on it. Uh, Torx will set down his lantern, take out his notebook, and just start writing everything that Coral's saying. Oh, oh, oh I've never known. <laughs> this is marvelous. Oh, I've never seen anything like this redstone. Oh, my God. And he'll just write everything that you said. Coral can tell you that uh, Alasnest was the last known rune lord of wrath. There have been several rune lords of wrath, but Alasnest would be one of the most, uh, the last known one. She's relatively well known in the context of scholarly discussion because in Varicia she has these things called Hellstorm flumes, and they lined her nation which bordered the nation of Runelord Karzog, the Runelord of Greed. And they had a feud. And Elasnist would use the Hellstrom flumes to attack Karzog's nation while defending her own. There's a lot of documentation about this because Solara from the Mithril Dragons uncovered a lot of what was happening here, especially in the Hellstrom flumes like the one at Mithril Point or scattered throughout Varicia. They can be found in a lot of places. Turok says, you've been kind of sitting here and listening to it. I do now want you to give me that Arcana check. Thirteen. Again, it's just so, so cool. It's just so, so fascinating. <laughs> it's true. And maybe, maybe the statue was magical at some point. Yeah, not really sure, though. Just sort of curious, like, if Turok's just, like, kind of, like, tries to slide it across the ground, how much, like... How much does it weigh? Oh, you can't even budge this thing. Okay. Well, Zenny, uh, Adama, do you want to help me move this thing? We have to, you know, take this with us, I assume, right? <laughs> Adama just stares at you. Well, look, I mean, it's a marvelous statue. We should put it in your shack or somewhere. It shouldn't be down here in this dark, decrepit place. We should move it somewhere. No. Um, uh, right, right then. Uh, of course, Math. Uh, it would be stupid to carry that. I mean, why move it from a spot that I was already put in? <laughs> that would be even stranger. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, forget I even said anything. Let's uh, let's continue on. Is the lizard talking to himself? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I-, I love that we have the skills, but we just can't roll the skills. <laughs> Aside from what we discussed and the boarded up room that was at the bottom of the stairs. There's nothing forward for you except for to descend deeper into the complex. Yeah, I think we leave the boarded up room for last. So, like, come back to it or, like, take care of it now? Like, come back to it. Why wouldn't we just take care of it now? I feel like this is last. And if it's boarded up, there's probably something fucking creepy in there. But it's, it's going to be another map, though. 
Uh, apparently we're kicking in the boarded up door. Yeah, of course. We're going in there. We gotta check that out. Sprinkles would be by the stairs, ready to go up them if anything happens. If something goes wrong. Apparently Turox is hanging out in the other the other room still. Chilling by the stand. Oh, oh he left. Oh, okay. <laughs> So as you're all, Adamu's standing in front of the door, there's uh, six planks with iron spikes driven into them, into the frame of the door here. You see that it looks like the door beyond the boarded up section has been destroyed. So this is all boarded into the frame here. And when you look through the cracks, you can see that there is a room where the ceiling of this room is partially caved in. And there's uh, a crack that splits through the northwest corner of the ceiling and reaches what you think up to the, toward the surface. But otherwise, it doesn't look like there's really anything else in this room. It's entirely empty on a cursory glance. Looks unstable in there. Maybe that's why they boarded it up. When you speak, you hear... No, sounds like something's in there. And then something slams into the door, and you can't see it. Dust shakes off of the planks. Boom, it goes into the door, whatever it is, and it's slamming into the planks. Does it look like the planks are giving way at all, or are they holding pretty steady? They're holding for now. You don't know how long they would be able to keep up, necessarily, but it looks like they're holding. I mean, if it keeps doing it, Adamu's going to take a five-foot step back and ready his weapon. It's going to keep throwing itself into the door here. Does anyone do anything? Uh, Sprinkle slowly goes up the stairs, but stops at the top. But uh, you can still see. Just takes another couple steps up. Can we get any kind of look at it to try to tell what it is? Adamu, because you rolled so well on your secret perception check, you actually notice that just before the smashing into the boarded up door... You see this shimmer. So you're going to see what looks to be a mound of fungus, red mushrooms, with a giant fuck-all mouth right in the front of it. And it shimmers into just visibility for just the faintest moment before it attacks the door. Guys, I think we leave it alone. And he, like, starts backing away. All right, my nature is pretty bad. Yeah, I try to explain what it is. <laughs> and it makes no sense. <laughs> I agree then. Yeah, no, I'm good. Good on this. I mean, it looks really big. Is it, like, huge, large? It's it's actually not. It's only medium-sized. Oh, okay. That's not as scary then. The picture looks makes it look pretty fucking big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. The picture makes it look like it's large in size, but it's not. It is just medium in size. Well, it's not as scary then. We loot in there. Detect magic on it. Uh. Detect magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't give you anything more than that. You know it. When I'm no longer in front of the door, does it keep beating against it? No. You hear it slump away. There's definitely something in there. It's big. It's like big mushroom thing that shimmers. Right. Um, no, I'm okay moving on then. Does anybody have any strong opinions about going in this door? I mean, I guess the gauntlets could be in there, but I kind of doubt it. Oh, yes, the gauntlets. I mean, they could be in there. Let's go find them. 
How about we open the door real fast? You run in. We'll shut the door, and whatever you find, you can keep. <laughs> what if we just poke a really small hole through the door, shove you into it, and see if you can find if the gauntlets are in there? No, I don't like that one. Is this? Hold on a second, Odd. Are you are you backing down from a fight? This isn't a fight. That's not a fight. That's a Odd gets swallowed. <laughs> I'm backing down from being lunch. <laughs> From being forced through a wall, but yeah. Yeah, I thought about that. I guess it could be backing down from a fight if you don't try to talk Adamu into into doing it. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'm still trying to learn this whole Sobek thing. All right, Turux. You convinced me. What if the gauntlets are in there? Well, I I don't want to go in first, personally, but Adamu wants to go in by all means. We're going in, then. Could be interesting... Adamu just looks at Odd, like, so what are we doing? <laughs> I'll be right back here, guys. Whatever you guys choose to do, I'm cool with it. Or, or, we can keep it as a pet. Because you don't fault your pets. What, does it look like we're on a circus? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Adamu moves back up and, like, knocks on the planks again. <laughs> And it comes and starts throwing itself against the planks once more. Every time before it throws itself against the planks, it shimmers across its body and it turns visible from invisibility, but the vast majority of the time, it is invisible. You can see through the planks? In between the planks of the door, yes. Can I just cast spells through and kill it? Every time it's visible, I go pop. That'd be fun. You can't ready action spells unless they're one action. All right, I'll cast shield. Edit over and over and over again. <laughs> inside of it, just keep creating a shield inside of it until it dies. It's got to die eventually, right? Right. Well, you can shoot arrows through it. The door cave, then. Maybe. I mean, that'd be pretty heavy cover. It's not. That's it's true. not a door. It's planks. But the door is open and destroyed, right? Correct. That's what you said. The- yeah, the planks just go over that destroyed door, over the frame. Can I stab through it with the rapier? Yeah. So can I pry, like, one chunk out? <laughs> I was like, no, fuck you guys. Don't break this encounter. What? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, you, yeah, sure, you could do that. Anyone got glitter dust? No. Hold on. Can I try something? So I have ten chalk in my backpack. I'm going to grind up two of them and, like, over the creature when it gets close to the boards. As uh, Turux is grinding up the chalk, the creature isn't attacking the door, you know, at that moment, but as you get down closer to it, it does, and it makes you jump back just a moment as it hits the boards, and you blow the chalk at it, and it does stick to it, and you can see the faint outline of a creature. But every time it takes a step as it goes, it takes a few steps back as the chalk dust hits it, and every step it takes, more dust falls off. So you can see its its form, but it's only going to last for a few rounds, like maybe a round. Oh, okay. What if I grind up the remainder of my eight chalk? All right, at the top of each round, you hit it with some chalk. That would give you four, four rounds of usage out of it that way. Oh, okay. That's something to consider, you know? I like it. It's good. It's clever. So the question is, is are you grinding it up? No. No, I'm not. Well, so you're going to try to grind it up in combat? I'll buy you more chalk. Just do it. 
It's bye. a great idea, Benzie. Bye. In bye. fact, you bye. get bye. a hero bye. point because you decide that this is a good tactical decision. So I'll give Perfect. you a hero point for this. All right. I'll do that then. And it's creative. I like it. While he's grinding it up, Adamu starts like prying the bo- a board off. I'm going to distribute some chalk to Coral. Oh, hey. That little uh, pipe thing that that bitch used to shoot me in the eyes with the pepper. We could try that. Load up a blowgun of fucking... Load up a blowgun <laughs> with chalk. Chalk. Of chalk. Fair enough. Like Good that. idea. Yeah. Wait, Benzie, who did you give chalk to? I gave it to Coral. Do you want some? You're on the staircase, so I figured you didn't want any because you're too far away. Do you actually ask me? Yes. No. I take out my own chalk and grind it up. <laughs> I also have ten pieces of chalk because I also bought the adventurer's kit. I'll dip my finger in some chalk and I'll write a heart on your chest where it should be. No, I don't want you. (laughs) (laughs) I brush away any attempts to touch touch me. Alright, fantastic. Well, as you guys are preparing the chalk, Adama, do you have a crowbar? No. I'm using like my guy's arm to like wedge in there and pry it. Okay. Give me a athletics check to force open at a minus one because it's an improvised crowbar. It's not designed to do this. Starting off them rolls good with a four for an eleven. Well, you hear a little creak on it, but you also feel like ugh, the blade on this guy's arm is is well crafted, but you're concerned about hurting the integrity of the blade if you keep going. Eh. Say fuck it, just put my fingers in there and start ripping at it. There we go. Uh, minus two. Give me another one. 18 on the die for 24. The board comes right off. Okay, so can we see into the room better, or somebody want to cast light into that room? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some dancing lights in there. I cast light on the invisible guy and light him up. Oh, cast it on the chalk dust. <laughs> Wondering if you had this, uh, glitter dust that's... That's glitter dust right there. That's glitter dust right there. <laughs> it only goes on one little piece of chalk one, light. One, one <laughs> moat of chalk. <laughs> one singular grain of chalk. <laughs> that sheds light like a torch. Yeah, that's true. What is the atom count on, uh, on light? How many atoms does it affect at any given time? It's wavelengths, man. <laughs> Anyways, so the room lights up, and you see some residual dust on the creature. When you pry the board open and pull it off, it charges at the door again. I'd like to sidestep away from the door. (laughs) You can hear it, boom, again. And then it takes a few steps back, winds up to do it again. Damn ready actions for this thing to come bursting out and attack it. (laughs) So as soon as the, the boards crack open... As soon as these get away. So at this point, I'm going to have everybody roll initiative. Oh, yeah. Everybody takes a step back as this thing slams into the boards and dust coming off with every hit, and they come further. The stakes that are driving them into the doorframe come a little further out. I'm going to just give everybody a round to spend three actions to do something before we get to its turn, because you all rolled higher than it on initiative. It is at the bottom, so let's just start at the top. Sprinkles, do you want to do anything specific to prepare this round? It looks like it might come barreling through any moment. Humphrey, I mean, can I see it visibly at all or no? Uh, Not until somebody re-ups the chalk on it. Well, when it hits the boards, didn't you say it becomes visible briefly? 
Yeah, it does become visible for a moment when it hits the board. You're right. So if you ready actions, can you ready action to cast that? It's not really a cast, so... Ready action to hunt prey? It's a single action, right? First action to draw one of my... I mean, do I have my weapons out? I should ask that. Like, I, I always say that when I'm in a dungeon, I do have my short swords out. Because I'm not going to be running around with a bow inside. I suppose I, I would imagine that, yeah. If you want to lay that down as our baseline, if we're in a dungeon or in a building, you have your short swords and not your bow, unless you specify. Let's just do that then, yeah. And if I'm outside, I assume I have my bow out. If I think there's going to be combat, like I'm not just wandering around with my bow, but like if the party has reason to believe there's going to be combat, I'm wearing my bow. But there's a map. I pull my bow out. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my, my short suits are already out. I am going to move into a spot that I think might be able to get me flanking, possibly, depending on how where it ends up in combat or on the map. When it's its turn. And then second and third action will be to ready action to hunt prey it as soon as I see it. All right. Let's get this out of the way. Coral, Turux, you tied with a 22. Who's going first? Uh, Turux, can I am. All right. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll ready action to blow some chalk dust at him when he comes through. And then with my third action... Technically, you have to do an action first and then ready oh, action. Okay. okay. So... First action, would you consider my hands free if one of them's holding ground up chalk? What action are you trying to do? I'm just trying to use my dueling parry. So I'll gain a plus two circumstance bonus to AC until the start of my next turn. Uh, requirements are I'm wielding a single one-handed melee weapon and have your other hand free. I'm sorry, Benzi. Nah. Fucking piece of shit. I mean, that's not a free hand. <laughs> it's not a free it's a, hand. <laughs> I mean, I can't have an open. I can't have an open palm with chalk in it. <laughs> just holding the, you know, the, the, the breeze in the dungeon just blows it away. No, I don't know. <laughs> your, your hands occupied, buddy. Sorry. Fuck that. All right. Hey, ready action doesn't move me in initiative, right? It's just that my. It's basically a reaction. It's now a reaction. Yep. Okay. You don't change position anymore. Delay does that. Okay, well, I'm only going to ready action to blow chalk dust on it then. All right. Coral? Any of my things would take more than one action, so I guess I'll just hold out. You have a full turn right now. You could buff or something. I suppose you don't have buff spells. I mean, I have shield, but... All right. And then odd? Do I feel like I'm safe if this thing came barreling out where I'm at? Like, how high up am I on these stairs? Is there a little bit of a wall in front of me? I would almost imagine that you could easily almost get cover from the side railing here, from where you're at. Not even the side railing, but you know when you're on stairs that have an open, that are open air to the room? Mm -hmm. There's that corner. If you're standing on one of those corners, it comes up to you like your chest. Alrighty. So I'm going to just hang where I'm at. Even though it feels precarious, I, th I think I might be safe. And um, I guess I'll sustain my dancing lights, and then uh, I'm going to cast Forbidding Ward on Sprinkles. What's that do? You get a plus one circumstance bonus to your AC and saves against this thing. Thank you. No, status bonus. Sorry, status bonus. For one round, or is that like a full... Its duration is sustained up to one minute. I'd say that's a cantrip, right? Yes, it is a cantrip. Oh, okay. So I'll probably have to unsustain my dancing lights next turn. Choose me. Or I guess I could sustain them both. Two actions. We'll see. That's what I'm doing for now. 
All right. Last up before its turn, Adamu. Ready action to strike it if it gets in uh, in front of me. Goes past in front of me or in front of me. The party has aligned themselves. This little room that they're in with the stairwell leading up back to the to the stone house. It's only three squares by three squares. The northeastern two squares being occupied by the stairs that Otter's standing on. But they've created this little gauntlet death tunnel of readied actions. And this strange plant beast beats on the boards and they creak and they crack and... On its third attempt, it breaks through. And as it breaks through, you catch another glimpse of it as it passes through the doorway and stands in between Adamu and Turox with its strange mushroom jaw roaring. And then it disappears again. Well, not before you get your ready actions off. Hit me. Turox, you probably should go first. I blow... Chalk dust in its face. Then the chalk dust covers the front or the front side of it, or I should say the right side of it, as it comes out, and it is no longer gaining the benefits from being invisible until the end of just the next round on its turn. So it's no longer hidden and it's not undetected either, like it's visible to us? Yeah, it's not even concealed. Sprinkles hump, hump rays. Uh, Adamu will take a strike at it. Uh, 18 to hit. An 18 hits. Alright, not raging, so we will do 6 damage. You slice it and it makes this weird sound. And a little fungus puff comes out. No effect to you, but any other ready to actions or is that all of them? I think that was it. That's all of them, okay. Well, I rolled its athletics check to force open the boards on the door, and it took three for it to get it. So it's the top of round two. Sprinkles, it's your turn. Uh, Sprinkles will do things. He's going to start with a twin takedown, get two attacks off. Uh, Starts off with a nat one. Great start. Uh, Second attack of that uh, gets a 24 to hit. Much better, that's a hit. Okay, seven damage. Uh, second action, he will do a third attack at his lowest multiple attack. Get a nine to hit and miss. And third action, he will do a fourth swing. Fuck it, why not? And oh my god, it's an eight to hit. Three of my four rolls were five or below. Ouch. That is Sprinkles' turn. Then after Sprinkles, we go down to Turox. It's your turn. Oh, by the way, your hand is free now. Perfect. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Unless you want more chalk. You know what? I'm going to say this this thing is mindless, just as a guess. So I'm going to attempt a tumble-through maneuver. Does 14 beat his reflex DC? A 14 does not beat its reflex DC. All right, then I'm going to attack it twice. Well, we'll see. All right, first attack. Oh, you bitch! A ten. <laughs> you do have two hero points. Guys, I need you to do better. <laughs> and you currently have flanking, so don't forget to turn flanking on. Oh, I that's forget. right. But I still hit, so it didn't matter. Way to rub that in my face, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just attack it, Tony, so I'm not going to use my hero point. I'm just going to attack it again. Mm-hmm. Fourteen to hit. A fourteen misses. All right, then that is my turn. And after some more swinging and some more missing, Coral, 
It's your turn. I attempt to begin a spell strike. Does he react to my manipulate action? No. I imbue shock and grasp into my kicks and fists and stuff, and I'll attack him. Ick. Dude, I really want to hit this thing, so I'm going to do my action point. You miss with a 17, Jesus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've already, we've just now established 18. Yeah, that was just 18. 18. <laughs> this is AC then, yeah. A 21 to hit Strange Plant. A 17 doesn't, but a 21 does. Super. I will roll some damage. Seven damage on a kick. And then... Wait, doesn't your spell strike go off? There is. Oof. <laughs> okay, all right. That's six damage on 2d12. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Well, then after Coral zaps the strange plant odd, it is your turn. Hey. All right, well, I... Motherfucker looks like he's pretty hurt. I guess I will spend my first two actions firing a produced flame at this guy. He looks pretty hurt already, so let's see if we can finish him off before Adamo even gets a chance. <laughs> I think the answer to that's going to be yes. Dude, you roll so many As 20s, I roll a man. Crit. <laughs> and we'll deal him 12 fire damage. And he's also on fire. Oh, shit, he would have died without a crit. He only had four hit points left. Yeah, honestly, that thing was a lot weaker than I was expecting. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a tough fight. but That would have been a very tough fight hadn't you done the chalk dust bit. Hey. Hell yeah. Way to go, Turex. Well, after you guys murder stomp this thing down, what do you do? Well, let's go see what's inside. Let's go see what's in there, yeah. Adamu is a horror movie villain. Good thing he's on our side. Happy Halloween! As we delve deeper into this dungeon, what's going to be more scary, us or the bad guys? Find out next time as we continue The Return of the Rune Lords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.